You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit. One podcast at a time with your host, Alicia McCormack. Oh, my friends, my lovely bride chiller friends, Alicia here. I'm the host of this uh, shindig. If you have never listened to this show before, well, you're in for something. Let's just say that. I am delighted today to be presenting you with some options about problem solving. You might be a person that started to plan your wedding and just think, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Everyone's against me. I hate this fucking thing. Let's pack up and let's go somewhere else. But this is not this is not going to be uh, the problem today because we have a lovely guest on today. Lovely, she's hard ass in a very positive way. Let me say, she has been described as unflappable, calm under extreme pressure. She keeps her cool with a sense of humour intact. She's my kind of gal. She's wedding planner, former attorney, Leah Weinberg. Welcome to the Bridechiller Podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here today. Oh, my pleasure. And that's a kick-ass quote that you've got on your website. I had to use it in the intro because I was just like fist pumping when I was reading it. Full disclosure, I hired a very talented copywriter for that, but you know, Uh, it works. (laughs) The copywriter wins all points today. Can I have their number? I need someone like that in my life. Shit you not. Um, Leah, now you are a wedding planner. Your, Your company is called Colourpop Events and your website is full of colour which is not a surprise because of your name. Yes. I love, I love everything you do. I I said when we were having our pre-chat that I've Google stalked you and uh, I want to climb inside the screen and live inside (laughs) your weddings. I get so many people that are like, can I just come see your closet too? Cause I'm a very colorful part. Like I'm very much my brand. So I wear very colorful clothing and people are just like, I just want to see what your closet looks like. Yes. Now I want to see what your closet looks like. (laughs) Maybe that could be another show. Inside yeah. Leah's closet. <laughs> it's color coded, which will come as no surprise for a wedding planner. So it's very organized. Well, well that is good to hear. Uh, <laughs> again, you could come and maybe do some work in my closet because that's not happening. And I panic. <laughs> I think I've lost something, but it's just under everything else. I'm not messy. I just think I need some better order. Um, yeah. Now, today we're talking about thinking on our feet and being uh, – more organized, as you've just alluded to, yep. and also not panicking under pressure. Because I think a lot of people get overwhelmed and it all becomes a little bit too much and we all react differently to pressure. And uh, that is a very interesting topic to me. Full disclosure, I come from a live TV and radio environment and I think that's really helped me hone in on the insanity of panic mm-hmm. and also just bury it deep so you don't show anything on your face, even though inside you're melting and screaming. But I think that uh, it's very similar to wedding planners where you go, oh, fuck, inside, but outside you're like, (laughs) that noise. Um, So look, there's a lot to talk about, obviously, uh, lots to cram in, but I'd love to hear a little bit about your former career because I know that that has a lot to do with the success of, uh, well, this topic in your life, but also the success of your your business. Tell me a little bit about your a lot of years of law school and then transitioning to wedding planning. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So um, prior to starting ColourPop Events, I was a commercial real estate attorney. I practiced both in Atlanta and then for eight years here in New York City. And, you know, when I tell people that I used to be a wedding, I used to be an attorney, everyone says, oh, that's so different. How on earth did you make that switch? But then hmm. when you really kind of break it down, there are so many 
transferable skills from being an attorney that have helped me tremendously as a wedding planner. I mean, you have to learn how to problem solve, how to negotiate, how to be a team player, but also how to sometimes deal with really challenging personalities. So, I mean, 10 years doing that gave me a lot of practice for some of the things that I've seen as a wedding planner, for sure. I bet. I really bet. And and did you tell me a little bit about how you went I just love hearing about how people got into their gigs because so many yeah. people in the wedding industry did not start in the wedding industry right. and have had very similar, well, just similar pathways as in they were in a, a desk job or they were doing something else and they found their color. They found their color pop yes. and went for it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, I never really liked being an attorney. Um, that's ah. a story. That's a story for another day. Um, sure. <laughs> so I, I always knew that I wanted to own my own business and was always brainstorming ideas of things to do. And, you know, at one point I thought about opening a doggy daycare. I almost went <laughs> to pastry school to open a bakery. Um, but event planning was something that just kept popping up multiple times for me as an idea, because for me as a person, it is a wonderful combination of type A organizational and management skills, but also it's a creative outlet. And so mm. being a lawyer, it was the creative outlet that I really felt like I was missing, but I didn't want a fully creative job. You know, I still need a lot of structure. So, you know, 75% of my job is the logistics and the planning. And then I'd say 25% is just kind of the fun, colorful stuff. That's a, that's a really good point about um, wedding planning that I think some people are like, oh, they just put things together and it's all very pretty and it's lovely. Yeah. And you're like, uh, actually, there's a lot of shit that they do that uh, you might not get it that they actually do that yes. keeps everything running. And, I mean, uh, I've, yeah. I've had to pick up dirty diapers off of a floor <laughs> before. Like people, you, you, kind, you also see the worst of humanity as well. What do you, hello, what, who, they were baby diapers, I'm hoping, not adult diapers. Yeah, it was a baby diaper. But yeah, no, it was, uh, it was an outdoor tech wedding on the grass and somebody, a guest had a small child and I guess they changed the diaper and uh, it never found its way to a trash can. I hate them. (laughs) Bad people. Terrible. Yuck. Oh, you know, I hate, um, Rich and I, my husband and I, I have this saying in my house. It's very simple. It's, I hate people. And I don't yes. hate yes. chillers. <laughs> I don't hate you, Leah. I don't hate people I know, but everyone else. I, I just know. hate them. I, hate I have them. the same. Yes, I have the same phrase too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So sorry. I had to just oh, <laughs> take a deep breath from the, the baby nappy, shitty yes. nappy, everything. Okay. Please carry on. I'll uh, yes. take a deep breath in the corner. So yeah, so in terms of how I actually made the transition, um, I started ColourPop while still working a full-time job. Um, it became quickly evident that that was not going to be an ideal situation because a lot of meetings and site visits and stuff have to take place during the day. So mm. being able to like slip out of an office situation was not fantastic. Um, so I got really lucky and found, actually, it's, it's ironic, of course, the best firm I ever worked for was the last one, and it was a part-time job. Um, but I was upfront with them about that I was starting my own company. It was a work-from-home gig. They basically told me, you know, as long as you're getting your work done, we don't care where you are during the day. Hmm. And so I spent about, I'd say, a year and a half working part-time, still as an attorney while still growing the company, and eventually just got to the point where I said, look at what I've been able to create while not devoting my full time to this. Think about how amazing Mm. I can make this if I 
give it my all. So um, as of, yeah, as of probably like today or yesterday, it's been two full years since I have left the legal world. Oh, congrats. Congrats. Is there, is there any any little part of it that you miss or are you just oh, like, God, fuck no. that shit, I'm out. I'm, I'm out. like, fuck, I'm, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye, real estate. Bye. I mean, I could say I miss the paycheck, but that's, that's about sure. it. Yeah. Sure. But I mean, yeah. money can't buy you a lot. Well, it can buy you lots of things. Let's not lie. But, it, you know, it can't buy you creative enjoyment and fulfillment a lot of the exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, I, I love your story and I love that this is sort of going straight into the area that I, you know, what really Bride Chill is about is helping people not panic, mm-hmm. find the things that are meaningful and value laden for them to focus on and then just fuck the rest off really. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about how we can help, especially using your skills and expertise, help Bride Chillers and Groom Chillers who might be feeling overwhelmed and stressed yeah. and sometimes it can feel like it's really hard to figure out what to do first mm-hmm. uh, obviously we're going to say and I, I just I'm the biggest advocate of hiring a planner coordinator whatever you feel you need as soon as possible because I think yeah. they really help out not everyone's going to do that that's fine I'm just saying it will help you <laughs> <laughs> doesn't have to be millions of dollars. They're very affordable. However, talking about staying calm and collected, you obviously come from a very two quite high stress environments with work. How are you, what are some of the first stages you think people should really chill out about and, and also just find perspective in potentially? Yeah, I think at the beginning and sort of as you're in the early stages of the planning process, the thing that I find is going to help couples the most is to get organized. Um, for me, when I got married, I was not in the wedding. I was still an attorney full time. I was not in the wedding planning business. So I, like many people, had no idea how to plan a wedding. But being a lawyer, I took an academic approach and actually bought books. Great. And so like kind of studied how to plan a wedding. But that helps me in terms of putting together a checklist for myself so I could figure out what I needed to do, the approximate timing of when I needed to get things done. And so that's step one that I recommend for couples is get organized, kind of figure out the scope of the universe of this whole wedding planning thing. And whether you do that by hiring a planner who can do it for you or reading books or magazines or going online, just figuring all of this out and putting together a checklist so that you know everything that you have to accomplish that's going to give you confidence in knowing exactly what you have to do. And it's going to help you keep you from being too overwhelmed. And then as you get further in the process, if things happen, you know, you're organized. So you know exactly where you're at with things, you know what your options are, and it sets you up for a much better way to make decisions if should things arise. Leah, are you, when you make lists, are you a list maker? It's probably the oh, best. Of course. Yes. Where do you make your lists? Your paper person, an online person, uh, in your notes, in the phone? I am a um, I'm a word and ex- I'm a word document and Excel spreadsheet person. Interesting. And do you yes. a, and are you just putting them all in the one doc? Because I always think it's fascinating We're talking to organized people about being organized. Because I think mm-hmm. we've got a lot to learn. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I tend to um, I, I like 
when I, it's really weird actually. I did a lot of like stand up for 10 years and I would carry little books with me wherever I would go and mm-hmm. I would write on my little stand, not, not little stand up ideas. That's the most patriarchal shit I've ever said. <laughs> my little ideas, my funny little ideas that I'd then stand up in front of fucking thousands of people and say, um, I would write them by hand because it was, you know, just my process. But yeah. Being a business owner now, I realize I can't put everything in little shitty notebooks right. because then I would literally have five little shitty notebooks. A million notebooks. shitty notebooks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work. So I've been trying to be more focused on having one shitty notebook or one, you know, little iPhone note thing to put it in and then go, okay, tick it off. But I still have yet to conquer yep. the list. And I think it's, you know, a, a great thing to have a process that you can stay, you know, in check and not go to 10 shitty notebooks, just full disclosure from me. Yeah. 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 No, for Um, each, yeah. For each of my couples, I put together, they've got a master checklist. that's just a word document. Um, and I check in with them every few weeks to just see how they're doing. I update it on my end, but they also have a copy so that they can update it on their end as well. Um, so it's just kind of like the master document between us. I also, uh, a slutty plug here from me. I have a wedding planning field guide that is just, it's called the Bride Chiller Field Guide. It's got its checklist as well. So if you don't have a wedding Perfect. planner and you're lost, buy yep. a field guide. There you go. Um, obligatory plug from <laughs> <laughs> With your work as an attorney, I'm assuming you had to be quite meticulous with the information that you acquired and yes. then uh, recorded and then smashed people uh, into real estate smithereens. <laughs> But you had to get your shit in order, obviously, because that's yeah. – <laughs> should that go on a T-shirt? I don't know what – I don't know if that was appropriate in any way that I just said that. But you couldn't present information that wasn't correct and uh, collating information, obviously, is very important. How do you think when it comes to people sharing information with uh, family members, planners – um, this is where I think it can get quite difficult because you don't know what information mm-hmm. you should be giving various people. Should you be giving your life story to your wedding planner? Do they care? Does a florist need to know about the cupcakes that you're having delivered? I mean, people right. get a bit like, oh, I don't know what else you've been doing. Ah, it's too much. <laughs> yes, no you raise, yeah, there are no rules. And you raise a lot of really good points. Um, I would say if you have a wedding planner, Yes, you need to tell your life story to the wedding planner. Like the wedding planner needs to know about your weird uncle that may like drink too much at the wedding and be inappropriate or, you know, we just need to know everything. We need to be prepared for everything that's going to happen on your day. Um, and in terms of the other vendors, they a good vendor is going to know exactly what questions to ask their couples to get the information that they need out of them. Um your other point when it comes to what do you share with family members, that gets a little tricky. Um, And I tell, I encourage couples to really take a close look at sort of how involved they want family to be. And I know that can be difficult depending on who may be paying for the wedding. Um, But yeah, I would say if possible, keep it a little closer to the vest with like family members and friends and sort of keep it your own thing. One point that we've got this great Facebook community called the Bride Chiller community. And um, a couple of months ago, I asked people what they, their biggest wedding regret planning, wedding planning regret is so far. And the number one comment was, oh, I just regret telling everyone everything (laughs) because everyone has an opinion about everything. Yes. That told me. So you've got to be strategic with the information that you share with different people, I suppose. Yep, Definitely. 
Um, tell me a little bit about the weddings that you plan and the people that you plan weddings for. Are they would they be considered bride chillers? Do you have a range of different people? No pressure. Um, I would say it's funny. I think given my background, I tend to work a lot with lawyers, doctors, um, people in finance. Like people look at my work and they're like, oh, you must get the most creative, fun couples. And yes, sometimes they're like that. <laughs> but I also get a lot of like real professionals um, because they kind of appreciate my approach, my responsiveness, my attention to detail. And they also just kind of feel comfortable handing, just working with, I mean, I work with some people for a year and a half. So it's like, wow, we've got to really like each other for this to be a good relationship. Yeah. Yeah, And so when people, sometimes I, couples are like, do you think we should meet in person before we make a final decision? And I I most of the time say, absolutely. Yes. You know, we just need to make sure that we, you know, are a good fit for each other. You, you, that, that connection, I think, especially with planners and coordinators, you want to like this person. You don't have to be best buds. You're not yeah. going to be like BFFs yeah. forever, but you want to make sure you like them. Some of them I do. I hate like there. I still have some couples that I hang out with, um, which is great. Like that's why that's why I do this job. Like that's the rewarding part for me is the relationships and seeing people happy. Um, yeah. And for the most part, I work with I think because of my approach and my personality, I tend to work with people who are pretty relaxed or people that I'm able to get them to relax, which is the key. There will be more words of wisdom and fun with Leah Weinberg from Colourpop Events after this short break where we give you lots of information about valuable things that can help you. Weddings are obviously emotive from the get-go. It's a, it's mm-hmm. a, I, I just sometimes describe weddings as, you know, it's a business transaction. A lot of it, you're putting a lot of money into it. There's a lot of different contracts passing through, but also it's an emotive business transaction. So you, it's not like you're going into a shop and buying, you you know, you are buying a lot of stuff, but there's less, right. there's, there's a lot of stuff attached to it and so expe- expectations. And yeah. So t- talk to me a little bit about how we can navigate these really emotionally, potentially emotionally yeah. charged situations, a lot of different opinions being thrown at us. And also, as you said before, sometimes other people are paying for it, which adds a whole extra level of dramas yeah. to everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think if couples, um, and I've been telling people this, I'm actually contemplating writing a book called The Psychology of Weddings. So yes. that it's like a guidebook for engaged couples so they can understand. I tell people, you get engaged people start getting weird. Like not just, not just family members, not just you guys, just friends, like shit gets weird. So Mm -hmm. I think number one, people need to just be kind of mentally prepared for things to be emotional, things to be weird, people to care about things that you never thought they would. Um, But the other thing when stuff like that happens, and I've told many of my couples this, you kind of have to take a step back and realize that what someone is getting emotional about is probably not the real cause of it. There's like some underlying thing. So like, for example, if a mother is freaking out about flowers, chances are it's probably not about the flowers. It might be (laughs) that if it's an only child and their only child is getting married and she, the mom's having trouble dealing with all of the like emotions around that, but it just could be sticking to like the point of the flowers, but it's not really about the flowers. I don't like the flowers. I don't like the flowers. I really hate your fiance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whoa. She's projecting. She's Jeez, projecting her feelings onto the flowers. Fucking hell. Let's talk. 
Let's have a discussion. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're that's right. That's exactly it. I tell communication is so important and it can really resolve some of those things. You've just got to talk about it. And some of the conversations might be difficult and uncomfortable, but it's going to be so much better than harboring like some kind of weird resentment or just frustration. Yeah. And, and it, it can, I mean, I talk a lot about having those discussions early and um, especially if there's money involved in mm-hmm. the attachment that people pretend they don't have to the power behind giving their kids money. And mm-hmm. I, I call them wedding donors, like political donors. And I yeah. think that often parents don't even notice that they are doing it, but mm-hmm. they sort of say, Oh, I didn't think you were going to be spending money like that. I have no idea. And then you're like, well, you've given us, you've given us this amount of money. But I think if they have a discussion early on and it's not always easy to talk about cash, I think we've all been raised probably mm-hmm. in societies where people don't speak about how much they earn, where they're of spending course. their money or whatever. But this is a situation where you've got to go, Hey, mum and dad, if you are generously giving us 20 grand or whatever, um, what, what are your expectations behind how we spend it? Exactly. And, what are the rules or whatever? And then if their rules are ridiculous, you've got a time to call them on it early on rather than two weeks before the wedding when mum is going feral over your flowers when she really doesn't like your fiancé. But, uh, it, it, you know, there are <laughs> – it's not true. Maybe she doesn't like your fiancé. Get over Maybe. it. Maybe. Like, Who knows? You like them. Who cares? <laughs> you like them. You like them. Hopefully love them. Um, But I think that's really – you know, you hit it on the head with the idea that it is – about sometimes having conversations that make you feel uncomfortable, but those conversations will solve problems. Of course, 100%. Yeah, you just got to talk about it. Have you experienced, I love talking to planners about some of the stuff that you see and hear and have to bury deep, but then go home and talk about (laughs) it later on. Took me through in a discreet, obviously no one will ever hear this. Uh, (laughs) She's very discreet. This is all <laughs> hypotheticals. Tell me about some of the things that you may have seen or heard that you've gone, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey. Yeah. Um, so there's <clears throat> there is one wedding, which still <laughs> I don't actually like to talk about it because I don't like to give energy to this, what turned into a very negative situation. Um, but yeah, it was one that happened very early on. I don't really want to get into specifics, but um, it just turned into not – a great situation. And, you know, after I managed the day as best as I could and afterwards kind of looked back and was like, I tried to learn from it and what could I have done better? Um, and then at the end of the day, you sometimes you just have to chalk it up to like, these people are never going to be happy no matter what you did for them. And that was this kind of case. So it was like, I did the best that I could. Um, but yeah, there was like, this was full on tantrums. Like I watched grown person have a tantrum at this wedding. Would, would this be someone that's getting married or a family member? It was the one of the it was the couple, one of the members of the the couple. What a shame. And why did this yeah. person why do you think this what what were the reasonings behind this full grown adult tantrum? Um they just were never going to be happy no matter what happened. And after being exposed to family, like I saw that was very eye-opening in terms of how they treated this person and and things. So that was just a really, that was just not a great situation. Um, 
I do have a really favorite story though that I can't Wait. actually share details with. Let's turn the frown upside down. <laughs> because I like it's it. kind of like a happy. It's kind of like a happy ending story. Um, so there was this one wedding that I did. It was a elopement for this couple from Austria, and the bride's brother had a super fancy like penthouse in Tribeca. They had a they had their own rooftop pool. I mean, it was insane. Um, and so it was maybe like 15, 20 guests. And at one point in the night, the waiter, they were clearing the dinner tables and the waiter had a tray and the tray had some like red, some kind of red, I think red steak sauce or something on there. And as he was walking down the stairs, he tripped and this red steak sauce goes flying all over the white walls of this multi, multi-billion dollar apartment <laughs> in Tribeca. And I just, I see it, like, I see this happen. And like, this is goes back to what you said, where inside your body, you are like, holy fucking shit, what just happened? But on the outside, you're cool, calm and collective. And so this was my favorite, this was my favorite moment as a wedding planner. So the brother, the guy who owns the apartment, hears sort of like the noise of the waiter having tripped and kind of steps over and... And like, is everything okay in there? And just without thinking, I moved my body into his line of sight so that he couldn't see the wall. And I was like, yeah, everything's fine. We'll just, we're taking care of it. No problem. And he turned around and went back into the party. Um, quick tip for anyone, seltzer, like club soda, gets gets red sauce off of a white wall. Amazing. Um, and yeah, so like the waiter just, we were all calm about it. The waiter actually said to me after, he's like, I'm shocked that you are not in my face screaming at me for this. And I'm like, well, what good would that do? It's not going to do anybody any good. Um, and he cleaned it up and it, it ended up being fine. But that's also one of the tips that I have for couples, which is like getting panicked and getting emo, like in the situation, like on your wedding day, if something happens to go wrong, the worst thing that you can do is just panic and get emotional and overreact and scream and yell at people like staying calm and just analyzing the situation in almost like an academic way or however you might fix something at work take that approach like analyze the problem assess what's going on and think of think calmly what the solutions are and then you know 99% of the time it's going to be fine I want to just please let's reiterate that it, it is one day in your life and yes. it's a great day, but it's not the be all and end all. It's not, you know. No, I know. You know, it's great, but just relax. Yeah. I feel like we could, we could do a whole other talk on the whole stigma of the industry of, oh my God, it's the most important day of your lives kind of thing. So Yeah. Yeah, I hate. I mean, you know, and my listeners are all probably very aware of my. I, I think the I really am against this phrase, the best day of your life, because I think mm-hmm. it just puts us on this. It puts it on a pedestal that it doesn't really deserve to be. In the sense that I hope we all have freaking fifty more best days of our lives. So yes, you know, it's it's a strange it's a strange thing that I suppose wedding media really like to just bump it up there. But it's like, oh man, I look forward to every year having the best day of my life. So. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, let's talk a little bit about colour because you yep. obviously colour pop events You and your design work is, as you said, at the top of the show, you, you love colour. Some people are a bit scared of colour and that's okay, but I want them to feel comfortable. Okay. It's okay, <laughs> but I don't understand it. I love colour. Our house is very colourful. 
<laughs> I, I can't get enough of it. Um, but I think some people are fearful of putting bright colours into their wedding. What can you help? How can we help them take a, take a leap into the colour zone? Yeah. It could be small. You can try something that's maybe an accent colour or something that's not – you know, such a huge part of the day. Like if maybe you want to wear a fun pair of like colorful shoes mm, and if you're, and if for the for brides, if you're wearing a long dress, like nobody's going to see that for others. If you like, you're wearing a suit and you want to wear some fun socks, that's a cool way to do it. Like without a ton of pressure. Um, but yeah, it's funny. I get couples that are like, well, we know your work's really colorful and we are maybe thinking of more blush tones. Is that a problem for you? And I'm like, I plan your, like, I'm planning your wedding. I'm not doing your flowers. Like, I ultimately don't care what colors you use. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's fun to kind of sometimes coax people out of their comfort zone when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, and I think the idea that uh, well, for me, when I see your designs and there's lots of, you know, photographers that feature, I follow a lot of Instagram, um, people that do lots of colorful stuff. I just, I think it just makes me happy really looking at all of these beautiful mm-hmm. exactly. designs. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And, and I think, you know, I, I, um, think there's so much inspiration that's not just wedding, you know, I, I love a lot of, um, wallpaper designers and furniture designers mm-hmm. and looking at all these sort of different colors and finding inspiration outside of the wedding world to me is like the, the, a really good step for not necessarily following what everyone else does. But yeah, I, I think if you, like you said, it's just introducing one big, you know, some sort of bit of colorful brightness and gorgeousness can really change yeah. the look of a venue or it can change a dress. It's, it's exciting. Take a risk. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. You um, won't regret it. <laughs> no, you won't regret it in any way. Oh, my gosh. Just don't I, – I mean, I don't want to diss the people that are just doing the cream and the lovely pails and all that stuff. Um, and that's how I talk when I think of those colors. But when I think about bright colors, I talk like this. I mean, it's crazy. It's <laughs> some energy. Yes. Um, that's what neutral – that is, ladies and gentlemen, that's what neutrals sound like. <laughs> We're talking talk. about neutral. It's this sort of tone where I don't know. You could just walk past me in the street and you wouldn't notice me. But then colors a bit like the Target Lady. Um, <laughs> it was a really obscure SNL reference for anyone who is uh, still with me. Um, there's I, a lot to say, Leah. I feel like we've got a whole other fifty other episodes that you and I could speak about. Um, <laughs> Covered a lot of bases this episode, and I hope we can chat again in the future. And I hope that people today went on a bit of a journey and realized that just staying organized and maintaining their sanity is a lot easier than you think, really. Yeah. It's much more pleasant. It's more pleasant to have a pleasant planning process than to spend a year stressed out. Yeah. And and I think final thoughts from me uh, before I hand it over to you, no pressure. Um, The idea that you don't need to make all the decisions at once. I think a lot of people jump in and go, I'm engaged. Now we need, in the next week, we need to make all the big decisions. And it's not really, that's not going to help you in the long run. Just relax a little bit. Is it, is me saying yeah. relax a lot helping everyone relax? They're like, fucking off, Alicia. Stop saying relax. <laughs> I'm not relaxed. 
You know what you need? You need one of those little like buttons on your desk that says relax, but in like a super uh, like spa like tone that we could you could overdub into this. Just relax, everyone. I will move back to the neutral voice again. I don't know where this has come from today, but I'm enjoying it. <laughs> you sort of want to punch her in the throat, that woman. <laughs> but that's not a very nice thing to say. <laughs> Have you found your experience on the Broad Sheila podcast today? <laughs> this has been amazing. I could seriously, I would just kind of want to talk to you all day personally. Well, you can. I'm available. <laughs> it's been a little manic, but I've really enjoyed it. And not, not you, me. I think it's the, uh, uh, it was, oh, who knows? It's just me, really. But um, this has been great. And I really hope people will go and check out what you do, www.obs.com colourpopevents.com and uh, spend some time on Leah's beautiful, beautiful website. And you've got a lot of great uh, – I clicked on some of the um, articles that you've been involved in that you've written for. And one that I really would like to do in the future with you, you contributed to a um, – I'm not putting you on the spot here. I'm just going <laughs> to – not going to freak you out. There's a great topic, what's worth the splurge and what to get – what? Say it again, Alicia. What's worth the splurge and what to cheap out on? And I thought, oh, that's a good topic for a podcast. Hadn't really thought of it mm-hmm. from that angle. Um, but you've, you've contributed to a lot of blogs, so there's a lot of things to read, see and do on your website. So I would highly encourage people to go there. Any final thoughts, yes. my lady? Um, today has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. It, well, pleasure is all mine. And I do wish I do wish to book a return visit. Uh, and hopefully have you back to talk more and uh, learn more. So thank you so much for for coming on the Bride Chiller Podcast. Thanks so much. Happy days. The Bride Chiller Podcast, empowering you to kick wedding planning ass every day.